theft or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I'm excited. You know, it's obviously transitional years are extremely hard, and for people to think that uh, we're just going to continue the success, it's, it's really not plausible. Um, I mean, we lost a lot of guys, some of the starters and the faces that kind of were the face of the culture. So I think, I think he's done a great job of just holding on to, to what we had and then continuing to build it. Not, not hit the panic button. That, that's the best part to see is we're going to be just fine no matter what. Um, and so I, I just think it's only going to get better and better as, uh, you know, the days go on with him. I can't tell if Baker Mayfield has been able to go inside, take a peek behind the curtain, see what's going on up there with Coach Venables, or if that was just the general uh, overall speech that you give on Oklahoma whenever you're on a radio show. What I think, do you think? I think it was the chat uh, GTP response. Uh, they created <laughs> a Baker Mayfield like clone, it. and that's what, that's what spat out <laughs> earlier today on the ref. That's what I'm saying. Kind of sounded like it. Um, but there's some truth there. I don't know about the no panic, though. Do you think anyone's panicking? Uh, yeah. That, I think that there's a few folks that are panicking. And if you lose yeah. a game before you get to Dallas, Texas this year, um, there, will, there will be even more panic. But, hey. Is that true? If you lose a game before you get to Dallas? Yeah, that, that is yeah. very true. If you lose to Arkansas State, Tulsa, SMU, Cincinnati, or what, Iowa State, I, uh, yeah, I sense that there would be some panic. Yeah, I think you're right. I was trying to think of a scenario in which, you know, you come off the field and say, you know, that was just a really good team, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, good luck, buddy. That's just a, a really good team. No, we're not going to have that option. Dang. Yeah, that's true. Um which is kind of a weird place to be in because I imagine the coaching staff, the administration, the players, like everyone recognizes that, but that's typically a level of anxiety that you don't have. It's not something that you're necessarily thinking about. You're just going out doing your thing and you're just so used to winning all those games. Like there's no, there's no anxiety over those early season games. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. going to be a different feeling. And maybe they get to that point after if they come out and play well in a couple of, of games early. Well, I'm confident like Baker. I'm $79 confident. Yeah. I'm on the record. $79 right. confident is pretty confident if you ask me. That's a third of your uh, annual salary. A third? You're placed on Oklahoma to go That's, over. It's a half after the COVID cuts. What are you talking about? No. $79 confident is uh, where we're at right now. So we spent all, all show yesterday teasing that, well, we might have Baker. We'll see. Then we don't really know for sure what time, but we might have him. 
he went on the Plank Show earlier, so I guess we're not having Baker on today or the rest of the week is how I take that. So so sorry, sorry about that. The, uh, you must have made the, the – the hit list for Baker Mayfield when it comes to yeah he didn't want to uh, go viral media. and make it on uh, Sports Center this time because it feels like that's exactly what happens every single time he comes on our show yeah because you well, say I corner him all the time with difficult questions <laughs> maybe that is the truth but it goes well, viral it, you see Baker as an easy mark for something controversial and uh, viral. Yes, Which, yes. That's your yes. job. Okay? Yeah, yeah, so uh-huh. I'm saying that's you're correct. good at your job. Hey, Sam Ellinger <laughs> said Texas is back. What do you think? And, buddy, he took care of the rest. <laughs> you know what's funny? We, if, if we had Baker on once a year, you could say that exact same thing every single year because I don't know how long ago that was. That was a long time ago now, it feels like. It was like. after the 2018 like, what, season. Four years? Tw- after the 2018 yeah. season is, is when that was, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. – uh, four years ago, and you could throw out the same line, just give a different name about Texas being back. They haven't made it back yet, but this time it's different. It's different this time around, yeah. Even though the schedule's probably – you know, this is the easiest schedule OU's had in quite some time. This might be the most difficult schedule Texas has had in quite some time. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Probably right. But this Probably is going to be right. the year where they, they turn it around with the toughest schedule they've had in a while. Okay. I don't know. Is Was last year's schedule more difficult than this one because well, they played no. everyone in the Big 12? I, I, but no, I, I don't think and so Alabama. because, I mean, they're, they're on the road at Alabama this time. I mean, OU's, yeah, OU's got to be better than what they were a year ago, right? Um, yeah. In hindsight, know. yeah, there was, there was a layup game in there that we thought was going to be a difficult <laughs> one for them. So, yeah, I think this could be their, their most difficult schedule in a while, um, which I guess kind of leads me to a, a question that I was going to throw out today. Can you, like speaking of OU, can you present me a scenario where this season is labeled as a success without a Big 12 championship? Is there, is there a way that we say, yeah, that season was a success if it doesn't include a Big 12 championship? Uh, easy. Of course I can. Okay. Yeah. You want to hear it now? Uh, yeah, um, sure. I mean, I think there's more than one way. Okay, the first thing that hit me as soon as you said that would be, okay, we come out, we, uh, we win our, all our non-conference, we beat Cincinnati, and we beat ISU, but it's, it's not convincing, Okay. We lose to Texas, and maybe – who do we play after Texas? I think there's a bye uh, immediately bye after that. UCF? Um, was it – yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, we lose to UCF, and – well, here's the general point. It doesn't really matter how it lays out. We end the year the last – couple of games in season and then the bowl game in massively impress, uh, impressive fashion with Jackson Arnold at the helm. Mm. You end up as like a 10 plus win team and Jackson Arnold's the, the reason why you got there. The season was takes turned over around after the second our half. second loss. Okay. Yeah. That's There's one way. I, I think, 
I think there's others. Honestly, I thought that you were just going to throw out the uh, – that. no, that's good. I, I like that. I thought you were just immediately going to throw out the TCU scenario from last year right at me. Is you go undefeated throughout the entire year, lose in the conference championship game, but make the college football playoff. And, and my question was, was that the only path? But obviously you've come up with another one, an alternate yeah. path to where and, we can call this a, a success. Yeah, and I even – I took it as we didn't make it to the Big 12 championship game, which is my my mistake on that. But I, I think that if there's a if there's a big change that has happened and you look like a different team after that, I'm not going to say that the results before that didn't matter, but they matter less, uh, if that makes sense. You now, got to your future quarterback. Sure, there's – yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, naturally – um, the next progression in that is every fan saying, well, you should have benched Gabriel after the Tulsa game when he threw that late interception or whatever. You know, you know oh, yeah. how that goes. Um, but, you know, that's a – it's a big move. Like, we know the pressure going into this year, right? We've talked about it nonstop. It's – it's 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 the most pressure filled perhaps uh, start of a season that we're going to have or whatever because of the results from last year, first losing season in twenty five plus years. So I, it is a it's a scary move to bench your starting quarterback in in that scenario. Like it's always easy to bench you your starting quarterback after sure. everything's. Yeah, and that's the thing. After, like, things have gone bad and the season's over, like, all of your goals anyway, well, then the pressure's off and you make the switch, right? There's, that's no big deal. But it's very difficult to pull the trigger on something like that and bench a, a quarterback that has as much, much experience as a guy like Dylan Gabriel does and put a true freshman out there. Because you know as well as I do, how many times have we heard about guys that are just the greatest practice player in the world? It just does not translate to the game for whatever reason. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I think that may happen with Jackson Arnold at all. I'm just saying that you never know until you know. It's a little bit easier to do it, I guess, uh, when the situation unfolds like it did the last time that happened around here in the middle of the game, you know? Um, it's a little bit easier that way to do it because you have some real evidence like, okay, we got a spark here. It seems pretty obvious like we, we got to start this guy the next week. But just kind of doing it like blindly almost, like the very next week, starting him to start the game, yeah, that's that's a massive risk. It's a huge did risk. Did Caleb Williams start the next week? Yeah, of course you do. Spencer Rattler didn't start again the rest of the year. Okay. I mean, he I came back remember. in. I, I'm trying to remember exactly what the timeline was. Rattler came back in that game and, remember, completed that two-point conversion. And I think right. Rattler came in the Baylor game, maybe uh, on the road in Waco later, but I don't think that he started another game that year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was a big deal, but then I, in the back of my head I was sitting there thinking like, but weren't the – was the student section chanting for Caleb That was Williams West Virginia. Yeah, that was, before, that was before the Texas game. Yeah, that was an ABC Saturday night game, the walk-off field goal against West Virginia. 
And then I think the Texas game was the very next week, and, well, we know what happened there. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. And it was even, but even that one was – give Lincoln Riley a lot of credit for making that move because Caleb Williams had – he'd gone in, it felt like, almost every game and fumbled the snap and – you know, he still was able to have success, but it just didn't leave you thinking like, oh, my gosh, this guy is next level. Like, he would do some of that, but he would also make some of those those big mistakes that it's like, God, yeah. to trust him to just take the whole thing over as a true freshman is uh Felt is like difficult. his first big play was in that game when he had the fourth and one touchdown yeah. that Texas really botched. Didn't on he have play. a – I feel like he had a fourth down big play previous to that. Maybe at like Kansas State or something like that. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Big Bad Wolf says, honestly, anything above nine wins is a success. Win or lose the Big 12. Now, if we go undefeated but lose in the Big 12 championship, who's not going to say that's a success? I see. I just anything, – anything above nine wins is a – I just can't – I can't sit here and say nine and three is, man. I, I just can't – I can't get there. Well, that's not above – is – I'm hung up on a technicality here. Okay, yeah, it just Anything says above, above nine above wins. Nine okay, wins. so they're not saying – Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, 10 and 2 is where I start with, with, with a successful year. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you bet oh, yes. the nine and a half Correct. over. Of course yes. that's your starting point. Six two zero, a scenario well, I, that I we can... don't win the conference but still find it to be successful. Jackson Arnold takes over, wins 10-plus games along with the bowl win. So that's kind of where you were going. Yeah. You know, and there's a – I'd say there's a healthy part of the fan base, and this is a good thing, healthy part of the fan base that – believes nine wins is a really good starting point after last year like if you go out win nine games happy with that uh as a as a good building season into the following one but every single one of those people without i all of them 100 percent will change that as the season goes along. As they should. Yes, you know? <laughs> you're correct. Right. If you, if you say right now 9-3 is a good regular season, I, I want receipts later uh, because if, if you've got an opportunity to win 10 and whatever you fumble a couple of opportunities to win you know, 11 games, whatever, I, that is going to change throughout the year. Especially if you beat Texas. You're undefeated through OU Texas. Everyone will not be satisfied with anything but a one-loss Big 12 championship minimum. Uh, my bare minimum, says a texture in the 918, 11-1 regular season. Big 12 champs and in the college football playoff. CJ in Midwest City says anything less than 10 wins is a bad season. We have to win to have a successful year. So, yeah, okay. I, I think most people are on the same page. Which, by the way... Uh, I, I gave you the Lindy's preseason rankings. OU only plays two yeah. teams in the top 40. One is a neutral site and one's a home game. Uh, I found Athlon's preseason rankings today. The same is true in yeah. Athlon that it is in Lindy's. The only difference is that Texas is ranked outside the top 10, unlike Lindy's, 
and TCU is way back at 23. But in both Athlon and yeah. Lindy's, for whatever that's worth, um, OU will only play two top 40 teams in, in their rankings in both those magazines. Yeah. Yep, as you view it right now, um, that will change, perhaps. Maybe it won't. Maybe it could go the opposite direction, right? Um, Texas drops a couple of games. Maybe they're not even going to be uh, anywhere near there. Same thing with TCU. I, I could see both of those teams uh, finishing outside the top 25. Yeah, what a wild well, year that guess, would be. OU never plays a, a, a team that's ranked at the time of the game. That'd be crazy. Now, Texas, like they, they yeah. can lose at Alabama – and it'll basically not matter, right? They'll still probably stay Correct. exactly where they were. But if they lose another game, yeah, they may be getting, uh, be getting close to 20 or 25 by that point in the year. Uh, that'd be wild. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to hit an opening timeout, which, by the way, keep the text messages coming. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. I'm at a great spot. I'm out at Winter Creek. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome golf course out here in Blanchard. This place has changed massively. So many houses have gone in out here. There's a really good community. Pool, whenever I drive up, is always full. And uh, they've even got like a junior tournament going on out here right now. But here's the deal. For a limited time only, the membership director out here is running a promotion on the golf initiation fee. If you sign up for a 24-month agreement, the initiation is 50% off. You can contact Connor Emerson at 405 256 1206 and again man it's a really really cool community it's worth a trip out here to see what's changed over the last couple of years golf course is in incredible shape clubhouse is awesome food here is great at the 19th hole like i said they've got the the pool that actually there's two pools out there just a really cool spot i'll tell you more about it as the show rolls on stay with us talking sooner football is what we do this is the ref When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. I just saw something fascinating on Twitter that has nothing to do with OU or college football, but it does have something to do with the ref. You know, Pierce that uh, helps us out from time to time when we're both on remotes. Apparently, uh, he was last in his fantasy football league this past year, and he's doing the... Waffle House Challenge right now. Ooh. Yeah, which to my understanding is 24 hours at a Waffle House and every waffle you eat knocks down an hour. I guess he's doing that as we speak. Huh. Oh, my gosh. Good luck, Pierce. Gosh. That. He's a college kid. He should be able to put down 10 of those. Easy. Well, here's the thing. Can you imagine being stuffed on the hottest day of the year so far. I didn't far. even think about that. It is the hottest day of the year. Yeah. And let's uh, be honest. It's rough. It's not like that. the Waffle House or any Waffle House is a new establishment <laughs> that's, you know, 
that has the best AC and insulation. You know, it's typically it's all windows and uh, it's got to be hot in there with the grill and everything going and the sun beating down. Oh, it's miserable. Pierce is a really Horrible. he's a really nice kid. Uh, I think he's talkative. He's engaged. I think he's really good on the air. I just can't imagine. Like, however long he's there, 24 hours, 18 hours, could you imagine the types of people that you would run across during an 18-hour stint at any Waffle House across the country? That's, that's America. That's, that's, that's the real side of America. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, he might get offered drugs you know, today. I don't know. Could happen. Could I would say that's a, a certainty. <laughs> I don't know if meth will help you down four more waffles in a two-hour time frame, but I think he's going to have that opportunity no. on the table or the uh, bathroom sink, I should say, if he needs it. No, I think he will. Like if that were the case, he would just you know chat up the uh, the cook for twenty-four straight hours <laughs> and not eat any waffles. So a couple of things. Number one, savvy for him to pick the middle of the week. Um, uh, This is the safest time, if there is, uh, safest time to go to the Waffle House. Like, you don't want to do that on a weekend, right? Um, Number two, when is the perfect time to start the ordeal? Because... Uh, I, I, you have you obviously have a thought on it, so I'll just let you go ahead here. You're you're really well, interested in this, I can tell. Well, all I was going to say is like the last thing you want to do is stay in there overnight, right? So you, I guess you get in there. Depends early on in the what morning. you're looking for, but I think most people, yes, that's probably the case. <laughs> I guess you get there early in the morning and try and eat your way out of having to spend the night in there. It's like the goal in the back of your mind. Just just make it to – just get out of here at 11 p.m. Let's get yes. out of here at 11 p.m. Because at 2 a.m., that's when that place really turns upside down. And not that it's not crazy at 1 a.m. T- or I, – I, dude, yeah. in my 20s, I was convinced that it didn't open until 2 a.m. There was one yeah, that we I, would – Of course. Uh, we would go to Cowboys, OKC, on Meridian, and there was a Waffle House over there, and – I, maybe it was like a rent-a-cop or something. I don't know. But I, I, I do remember someone, some security guard having a gun by the door. <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> – that's when you knew it was real. Uh, maybe that guy's still there. Maybe that still happens there. I don't know. But, oh, yeah, you can see some things. Well, that's great. Congratulations on him doing that. I think that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. – would you say six? Eat six waffles? Man, that's – those waffles That's are massive there, too, you know? know. Oh, those are huge. Cover the entire plate. And, you know, you got to eat it you with syrup, at least I it. think. It, yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't, I, but, like, syrup is so filling. That's, it's, that's tough, man. Is it? It's brutal. Well, what, whatever you, you – like, my thinking is you got to soak it in syrup to get it to where it's like – right. You don't – like, a dry waffle takes up way more space in the, in the stomach than – one that's soaked in syrup. And I think everyone probably sits here and says, oh, I could eat six of them. I don't know. I, I don't, it probably just sits there and turns into a block in your belly all day long. Maybe so. Uh, Teddy is applying logic to this Waffle House deal, two exclamation marks from the 405. Um, yeah. 
Come on. I mean, really? Waffles, three or four immediately. Wait an hour and eat three to four more. Key is not too much syrup, says the texture on the 918. Have you been not to the Waffle House? Like, the Waffle House waffles, again, they're massive. Th- these aren't uh, Eggos that you, uh, that you have in your freezer. A little bit different animal right. here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would hate that because I wouldn't want it to ruin waffles for me. It's one of my favorite things. But it would. I'm telling you. It would. At least for a while. It would. Yeah. Did you ever go to Jerry's in Weatherford? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure Teddy hasn't, but uh, I know I have. So best of luck to Pierce out there. Maybe we need to get him on sometime next week and uh, and uh, talk about what, what he happened. just experienced. Yeah. Uh, by the yeah. way, that Athlon top five, uh, Georgia one, Michigan two, Bama three, USC four, Ohio State five, Texas was at 11, OU was at 16, K-State at 18, TCU at 23. Uh, would Georgia and Michigan be your way-too-early national title game, or would you go somewhere else? Georgia and Michigan, way-too-early national title game. Uh-huh. I would go somewhere else. I would go – I probably would go Michigan – and maybe Michigan and maybe Clemson. Ooh, someone's or, trending. Or Alabama. No SEC teams. Wow. Um, may, I, maybe I may go Alabama in there. Why? why uh, okay, so that's interesting. I, I would go Alabama and Michigan right now. I'm just not a believer that Alabama's going to suck like everyone else thinks. Why? Why no Georgia? Well, it's the easiest answer. Um, Georgia's extremely talented. I, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think Georgia's having a problem right now. But I, I'm seeing a couple little cracks in the facade. There's a lot going okay. on within this offseason, man. A lot. There's, there's a lot going on. More today. Um, I, I think, I, I know that Stetson Bennett wasn't a five-star, all-world quarterback. Uh, wasn't a first-round draft pick and just I, – I think everyone is assuming it's going to be way easier to replace him than it, it, it's actually going to be in reality. I, Georgia hadn't won a national championship before Stetson Bennett since like the early 80s, right? And he comes in and wins two. And we're supposed to act like it's just no big deal. Well, there's a five-star that's going to step in. Yeah, well, there was like three five-stars that were there that never got on the field while he was playing. Right? They were all just standing there watching. So, I don't know, man. I just – it's tough. Three-peat is incredibly difficult. Now, they've got a ton of talent. They're coached really well. And an easy schedule. Like, it's, it would be – Easy. It'd be no shock if Georgia's there in the title game with the chance to three-peat. I, I would not be a shock. But right now, I'm just I'm I'm saying that kind of the law of av- averages and how difficult it is to pull that off, especially in this day and age. Like they are the pinnacle right now. They're on top of the world. I don't know that anyone was necessarily sure until about halfway through the season last year about where they were going to be and. I don't know. I just, I don't, I would, 
Right now, I'm picking a different title. Uh, I, I, yeah, than, I, I think I'm going to pick Bama to win the title. Um, I'm I'm firmly in that corner. Uh, I I think they're running. Are game, we sleeping on Louisiana State? I just don't think so, man. I I like LSU, yeah. but that game is in Tuscaloosa, and yes, LSU won the West last year and they beat Alabama, but. Man, that's the same LSU team that got ran out of their own stadium against Tennessee and lost at Texas A&M late in the year when A&M had a ton of players out for that game. I, I just can't – I can't get that out of my mind with LSU that they lost to, to A&M late in the season. And not that Bama was yeah. perfect last year, but, I mean, Bama lost two games on the road, final play of the game. I, I don't know. I, I just – that game's at yeah, home. I feel like Bama's like going to be better than LSU. I, and, I, and I guess I really buy into all the crap that Bama's heard this offseason. Uh, Pollock telling yeah. Saban to his face that Georgia has surpassed him. I, I guess I'm just a believer in that being a difference here as well. Well, I, hey, I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. It, the, the takes on Alabama are, are just so interesting to me. And maybe it's the fact that there's just some some pent up demand for for some new teams, but Alabama, like you said, like last year was I guess the worst season they've had in a long time, and pretty much everyone else in college football would kill for what they did last year. They ended up as the number five team in the country. Um, you mentioned it; they lost. What they lost two close games, last play of the game, fifty-two forty-nine on the road in in Tennessee, and just like the craziest atmosphere ever. Which I could even make the argument that they got robbed in that game. Uh, maybe it was karma for the Texas game, um, and then overtime against LSU on the road. So, yeah, I, you know, Kansas State beat TCU. And got drummed by Alabama. Oh, so, dude, that game wasn't even close. <laughs> it was it was such a blowout. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, I I think everyone is just in such a rush because Texas, their roster doesn't hold a candle to Alabama's roster. It is not even close to what Alabama has. Depth, even if you want to say the starters are equal, which they're not even close, the depth that Alabama has is unparalleled, even by Georgia. There's so many five stars on that team. They've had like the number one or number two recruiting class like the last decade. The depth that they have is just unparalleled. Yeah, they don't know who their quarterback is maybe at the moment, but... It's just absurd to me. By the way, uh, I have uh, just texted Pierce. He says that he started nice. at two seventeen, so not early in the morning. He could be trending there, uh, staying there all night. Started at two seventeen. I'm three waffles down. I've hit a wall too. Laughing face emoji. Mm. He could be yeah, in trouble the, here. He's twenty four hours started at literally <laughs> the worst time you could start you were calling him savvy earlier for starting in the middle of the week uh great oh my gosh at two o'clock in the afternoon 217 wow. he's three waffles in so far and he's hit a wall according to him
He may not have had a choice. Maybe he had work or something earlier, and this is the only time he can fit it in. That's brutal. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up, hanging out at Winter Creek uh, Golf Course out here in Blanchard. Really, really cool. Courses uh, had a bunch of renovations. The upkeep around here is just tremendous. They've added a ton of houses around here. The place is, looks totally different. If you haven't been out here in four or five years, you've got to come check it out. They've got a great deal going right now. Membership director running a promotion, limited time, 50% off the initial fee if you sign up for a 24-month agreement. You can give them a, a call, 405-256-1206. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're simply the Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind and with some of the best acts around. Like Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Counting Crows, August 25th. Foreigner, October 6th. Rodney Carrington, October 27th. And Aaron Lewis, November 9th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. Thanks, honey bear. Because remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. National champ in college football this year and the 24-hour Waffle House Challenge. That's what's going on on the uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Tommy says, I've been to Waffle House a couple of times. Can I get a comparison of those six waffles to eating four and three-fourths funnel cakes in ten minutes? Did you do that, Tommy? Did you eat four and three-fourths funnel cakes in ten minutes? And you've lived to tell the tale? Well, I, I, here's the thing is, number one, funnel cakes – at least my knowledge, are not a standard size. Uh, number two, there seems to be a large amount of collapse on a funnel cake whenever you take a bite, right? True, so yeah. the appearance is really not necessarily what you get. Um, that's where my expertise ends. Whenever I was probably 10 years old, my friend's grandmother made us funnel cake and I don't even think it was connected, but I got sick as hell, puked all night. Uh, I haven't had a funnel cake since. Hmm. Has anyone ever eaten a funnel cake and it's not gotten all over the place? Has that ever happened before? I feel like what, you, just you kinda... look like you just got out of a, a cocaine deal that went bad. E- correct, yeah. Uh-huh. A bunch of white powder. And anyone else uh, <laughs> around 10 feet of you, yes. Yeah. It's kind of how that one yeah. goes, you know? Sounds like a good idea at the time, yeah. and then – you're left with a commitment that you're just not ready for, carrying that thing around. And everyone wants to put their grody hands on it. Ooh, can I have a bite? And then by the time you've had three bites, there's eight or nine people that have put their hands on it. No thanks. You know, I don't do the sharing of food thing. Or even a drink. Like, if someone says to me, ooh, you got to taste this margarita, they hand it to me, and I don't want it. Like, it may be the best thing in the world, I may have come there wanting to order that exact drink, but it puts me in an awkward spot. I reluctantly barely sip it, mm. but like the passing of food, 
and mm-hmm. you want to see my mood change, reach over with your fork and grab something off my plate. Oh, it's like I'm a uh, – Writing that one down, please. <laughs> writing that down now. <laughs> it's weird. I can't help it. It's like an instinct. I'm like a, a no. A wolf if someone's or gonna throw their dirty fork over on your plate and try to get something, like that, that's weird. That's I, I, I guess I, I guess I could see it if it was your wife, but anyone outside that, that's that's grounds for stabbing them with your fork, in my mind. Well, even if it's my wife, like there's an initial surge of anger that comes up from from the depths. I, like I said, it's instinct. I don't even know where it comes from and then it's like okay yeah sure go ahead but the initial response is (laughs) what are you thinking that you're going to try and touch my food i think this a joke i think that's actually pretty common i don't know if it's more common than you think because i don't know how common you think it is but i think most people are like yeah what are you doing yeah right uh the last Uh, time people like openly share and are like taking stuff off of each other's plates wild yeah yeah, not uh, not the biggest fan of it. Uh, do the waffles Joey Chestnut style, no syrup, water, baby. Ooh, that's that just sounds terrible. Dip them in the water. Man, see, I think you got to lay down some ground rules on something like that. I I don't think you. It doesn't seem fair to water soak your waffles and be able to eat twenty of them to get yourself out of there, right? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just gaming the system. But I think it's a no-dip addendum needs to be added to that. And here's the most relatable text all day, maybe all week, from the text line. Cole in Kansas City says, My late grandma stabbed a waiter for trying to take her plate at Rib Crib one time. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know someone. For Cole, it's his late grandmother. God bless her, Cole. I will, Sounds like an amazing I stab woman. I guy with the skate. Yeah, that's, that's like his grandma's happy Gilmore. That's awesome. Uh, someone else saying they're picking LSU to win the title because they have the best front seven. Um, do they have the best front seven? I, I mean, I don't doubt that they're going to have a really good defensive line, but will they have the best front seven in college football? Georgia might have something to say about that again. You just kind of have to – and, and well, maybe Michigan as well, potentially. I don't think you necessarily have to have the best front seven, but if they've got one that is, you know, comparable to, you know, the top couple of teams in that category, I think that's good enough if you've got the playmaker that they've got at quarterback. I mean, I think that you may have to have the best front seven in football if you've got a game manager at quarterback, but if you've got a playmaker like LSU does, I think you can get by with, you know, a top five front seven. Yeah, and I guess I just don't know how I feel about Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. He's definitely in the good category, but is he elite enough for LSU to win a title? I just I don't I don't think I'm there with him. Yeah, I don't know. He just he, here's the thing. If it all goes according to plan, yeah. He's going to make them incredibly competitive for a title. But here's the thing. Just a glance at his statistics from a year ago. Threw for just under 3,000 yards, uh, 68.5%, 17 touchdowns, just the three interceptions. Those are great numbers. But here's the other thing. He was their leading rusher uh, attempts-wise by double. 
He had 186 carries for 885 and 11 touchdowns. I, you're in dangerous territory right there whenever he's like pretty much all of the production on offense that you have, and he carries the ball that much. That you're, you're, you're putting yourself hit in away. dangerous territory yeah, Well, there. yeah, you're hit away yeah. from – well, I, I think they'd be in a better Big backup dude, quarterback though. situation than OU was last year, but still not not a desirable situation to be in, for sure. Nuss Meyer, is that who you think their backup is? Um, is uh, Yeah, I think Nuss. What, no, did he transfer out? I can't remember if he transferred out or not. Well, they have someone. He's on the ESPN page, so okay. I don't know. I, that does sound right, though. I think you're right. He did transfer out. Well... Maybe they will win it because both of their uh, other two coaches that the new AD hired both won national championships in their second season. Maybe they have some weird voodoo thing going on down there. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them. Brian Kelly dances on stage like he did on a recruit last year after he wins a title. When what year did uh, Les Miles start? How many? How long did it take him to win a title? Uh, His last year at OSU was oh four. So, 05, 06, he won it in year three. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, dude, you have to do it quickly. You have to. Uh, does it have to be two years or three years? Like, I think four is about the stretch, it seems like. Uh, it, you've got to capitalize on the early momentum. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Every summer has its own stories, and Dorsey Jones in El Reno has a story for you. It starts with Buick, the new 2023 Buick Envision at red-hot prices. Take up to $5,000 off the MSRP, plus $750 for .org slash American Airlines. David's Group bringing you this hour of The Rush. Cavensgroup.com, storm damage, emergency repair. Cavens Group, they got you covered. 24-7, they are on the clock. Again, that's Cavensgroup.com. Sean with a mentality here that I agree with on picking a national champion. He says, I'm predicting the champion will be from the SEC. I'll take the SEC against the field at any odds. I will continue to pick a... The champ from the SEC every single year until it uh, happens otherwise. Not sure when that year's going to be. Uh, Michigan could do it know. this year. I, I don't hate your Michigan sneaky Clemson would be pick my, if they're better at quarterback, yeah. but just, I, I don't know. Who's the last non SEC team to win? I guess like Clemson in 2018. Yeah. Now, a lot of people think Ohio State's going to be really good, but with Gary McCord at quarterback, um, <laughs> that's just a hard sell for me until I see the guy. You know, they went from a first-round pick that like, didn't hardly throw an incomplete pass to Gary McCord, and they couldn't beat Michigan with C.J. Stroud. So I, I don't know. I'll take Michigan. Uh, that one coming out of the big team. I don't know how you got from uh, Gary McCord to Kyle McCord. I don't really care. It's 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 funny. And an, honestly, an improvement of his name. Gary McCord sounds better than well, Kyle. He's the only McCord I know. And maybe I even have the name wrong. Isn't he the um, 
like the like in Tin Cup, you know the guy that's the the uh, sideline reporter or the on course reporter that has like the, the mustache? mustache. Yes, that's exactly that, who that is. That's yes. that's Gary McCord, right? <laughs> only, so. only uh, you can only identify him by his mustache. <laughs> correct. Five eight zero Bobby right. Bowden is a prime example of it. Only took him seventeen years. Yeah, it did take Bobby Bowden uh, a while. Ninety three finally broke through and won one. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's just it's. But nowadays, see, and that was it's, a it's, different yeah, era. Na- nowadays, uh, Dabo is the exception here. Harbaugh would be the exception if he were to win one this year. But it's it's most guys are winning one within four years. It's kind of how it is. Yeah, since the since I I don't know the like the true modern like the the latest modern era kind of starts when they started doing the conference championship games and all of the TV money poured in and. Everyone started hiring these coaches. Like it's you've had to do it pretty quick since then. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, of the rush coming up next here from Winter Creek in Blanchard. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, K R E F, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the K Ref app, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the